Let me introduce him. He is considered one of the most promising artists of the new generation of Latino singers in America. He is Francisco Ruiz. He's worked as a vocalist and choir director at venues, including the Walt Disney Concert Hall, Jimmy Kimmel Live, the Wiltern, Boston Symphony Hall, and others. We are going to chat tonight about his career as a teacher, arranger, choral director, pianist, and singer. And uh, tonight we're going to be getting into his work uh, with virtual choirs and bands during the quarantine. So please, I'm going to bring him on now. Welcome, Francisco Ruiz. Hello. How are Hi, you? Daniela. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah, thanks for being here. I'm really happy to meet you. You were referred to me by our friend Mariela Contreras. Shout out oh, to Mariela. Yes. <laughs> Love her. She's I so great. She's wonderful. So let's let's back up a little bit, get a little history going here. Um, why don't you tell me what pre-pandemic music life was looking like for you, what you were doing kind of when all of this um, craziness hit, and uh, how's it been evolving for you since? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It's it's been quite a, a roller coaster. I think for all for everyone, every musician, and it doesn't matter what what you're you know what you specialize or focus on. You know, it's hurting mostly performers, but I think that everyone has had to think under under um, you know uh, just bring the best on them and also learn new skills. So I think like you know for me be before a pandemic, I was doing a lot of just driving around LA, I was doing a lot of vocal coaching on different uh, um, for different choirs. Um, I've always been an educator since I graduated college, you know, ten years, eleven years ago, and so um, teaching in in a music school at the Los Angeles College of Music here in, in Pasadena, California, um, and just you know hustling and doing a lot of different things, and and of course. Um, you know, working uh, as a performer, you know, with different bands. Uh, I, I had a, a Latin group, uh, Wataka System. We we used to play in as you know as regulars in West Hollywood, and all of that had you know came to a sudden pause, and we had mm -hmm. to kind of adjust. A lot of my my jobs took a turn, and some of them haven't re reopened uh, until now, um, but some of them did do the transition that that uh to online and virtual stuff so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it's been it's been quite a ride <laughs> yeah it surely has <laughs> well yeah. then let's back up even further why don't you kind of tell me about your beginnings in music uh where are you coming from what your musical background was and your influences sure so i'm uh i'm from ecuador um and i was born and raised there i moved here you know when i was 21 so that's 11 years ago. Um, but, you know, when I was in Ecuador, I, I was, I began my career, I think, you know, when I was 12 and I decided I was, I was going to be a pianist. And, and a lot of people, I went to different places to, to get training. And a lot of people just told me, you know, they turned me down because they were, you, you know, you're too old for, especially for the things that I wanted to be. You know, I was like, I want to, you know, play with orchestras and be a, a, a concert pianist. Mm -hmm. And beginning at 12 was pretty late. I mean, a lot of, really? you know, I mean, it, it is considered at least, or that's what I heard. Now I know, you know, and I encourage my students, you know, I have students that are like 65 and they're yeah. just picking up guitar and it's like, you know, it's never too late. 
But um, I guess, yeah, I, I just knocked on the wrong doors and, and I was just told that it was it was too late. So I'm uh, I was also a basketball player. I played a lot of like semi-professional basketball. <laughs> I'm not really tall. I'm like 5'11". Um, but, you know, that was one of my passions. But, you know, all of this just kind of and I had an injury. So then I had to just gather myself in high school and be like, what do I really want to do? And I started singing and I got a scholarship to go to a conservatory and I learned some classical, um, you know, I trained classically. And then I auditioned to be a, a, a vocalist um, in, in, you know, to enter as a vocalist to uh, a Berkeley school in Ecuador. And that's how my journey with Berkeley started. So I, I, I auditioned there, got a, 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 you know, a good scholarship and then, I did two years in Ecuador uh, of production, music production and performance. And then I got a scholarship to go to Berkeley in Boston mm -hmm. to the School of Music. And that's where I I got my bachelor's. Oh, awesome. So, so were you coming <laughs> from a musical family? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, my mom tells stories, you know, I always hear my mom make up songs and nothing professional. My, my mom uh, was a stay home mom and my dad is a systems engineer. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was going to be that I dropped out of school and decided to go for music. Uh, after my first year of college, I decided that engineering wasn't for me. And I, and I, you know, took a turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. We're glad you did. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. Oh, that's great. Don't regret it. So you mentioned, of course, as with all of us, things came to kind of a screeching halt with all of our jobs. But you mentioned that um, that uh, some things have begun picking up for you again. What are some of the things that you're back at? Um. Well, you know, a, a lot of the the coaching that I used to do was, uh, for instance. Um, you know, I, I teach at a, a youth art center in Lincoln Heights here in, in California. And mm -hmm. um, it took it took a, maybe a semester for them to alienate and like, you know, just just kind of uh, get all the dots in rows so that we could offer classes online. It's kind of tricky with uh, some of the jobs that I, I'm doing, especially with serving, you know, underserved populations. You know, I work for a place called Home, which is a great nonprofit that focuses on uh, underserved communities and at-risk youth, and it's just kind of weird to to offer an online uh, program, music program, yeah. to kids that you are wanting to get them out of the streets. So at least we know now that kids are safe at home. Mm -hmm. um, but you know that that's kind of the the purpose of some of these jobs that I did. So, but it's it's been very uh, gratifying to see the kids, you know, just be very enthusiastic about. Uh, continuing to to learn music uh, during this time, I think it's such a great outlet, you know, yeah. to, for all of us, but especially for the youth, who's so you know, it's 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 it must be so confusing, um, and so music is serves as an outlet to express themselves in some way now. Yeah, yeah, it really has. I, I mean, transitioning uh, music education online has been it, it's it's a completely different way of doing things. And I really admire um, the teachers like yourself that have embraced the change and just kind of kept the, um, you know, kept the why behind what we do 
to move forward with it. And, um, you know, there, of course, continue to be challenges. I think we're all learning a lot of new things every day, yeah. you know, about technology <laughs> and different way to do things. But um, working with the kids online, um, what are some of the things that have surprised you in a positive way about what you're seeing, despite the frustrations of doing this kind of work online? Yeah. Um, I think it's just like kids are so resilient, um, yes. you know, working and I'm talking cause I, I teach all the, you know, from six year olds to professional singers to, you know, like I said, 65 plus, um, you know, uh, students. So, uh, when I say kids, I mean, you know, like, middle school elementary middle school yeah. right now and i think that um it's just seeing how um it's it's both a challenge and such a gift to share is a, a moment with them mm -hmm. and and um you know you get to see their homes you get to hear their dogs barking and their cats jumping on them <laughs> you know it's 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 such a um an interesting more intimate thing in a way mm -hmm. um but you know, one thing that has surprised me is, is how fast kids pick up on on uh, you know on, on things like a virtual choir or like a virtual uh, project. You know, sending them a, a link, telling them, okay, you need another device to record yourself and a device to hear, you know, your part, and then you know, teaching them how to do that. It's been, it, you know, I thought it was going to be way more difficult than it has. Um, so it's like a pleasant surprise to see like, oh yeah, I mean, kids, you know, they, they pick up on technology so quick. So yeah, yeah, it's just awesome. Great. I think, you, yeah, I think you nailed it there because I have a six and an eight year old and they are, um, homeschooling right now. And so, you know, there's quite a few of their classes that we go online for. And, um, obviously there's been lots of complaints and, you know, challenges and struggles with all of that, but. Uh, I'm always so excited to see when they do jump online um, to attend an online art class or when they attend the music classes, how it how much it sparks their energy and how much they get into it. You know, I'm always so happy to see that, you know, they respond that way. And it is, it's a huge reminder that as worried as we are about our kids and how how this is going to impact them. I think we all just have to keep reminding ourselves that kids are so incredibly resilient and, you know, yeah. we, we've been on this planet a lot longer than they have. So, you know, everything every day is fresh and new to them. So this yeah. is really just kind of a new experience for them all together. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I just, I, I just think that also parents, you know, just caregivers in, in households, you know, my hat's off to them too. Like it's being, you know, because because you are you become a, a teacher as well, and so you get a little taste of what what that is too. You know, to mm -hmm. have the patient and just develop the patience to um, and learn with them as well, so you can help them. So it's it's also being interesting to see parents, you know, jump in and like you know, being like, hey, let's sing this, or like you know, pay attention, or like, you know, it's just a, a sweet thing. And I think that you know, we count our blessings, and I think that that is one of the things that it's it's being definitely um you know the silver lining you know to be closer to parents and kids you usually just see the kids um uh, and so to be able to to also you know uh get a establish a relationship there it's, yeah. it's nice yeah yeah you're so right i i really think i'm learning more 
than my kids are through this experience. They're teaching <laughs> me a lot more than I'm teaching right. them. That's been clear from the get-go, but it has. There is. There's a lot of silver lining in that. I think, you know, they're they're getting what they need right now, but it really was um a hard look in the mirror when all of this started. I thought, geez, you know, how what kind of an impatient monster am I? <laughs> but, <laughs> all right. So it's taught me a lot about, you know, patience and kind of slowing down the pace of things and just giving yourself a lot of grace and just really kind of pumping the brakes on what your expectations are sometimes. And, um, and I think it's good for our kids to see us do that too. They, you know, they're really getting, a a real look at us <laughs> when yeah. they spend that much time. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't get more real than that. Right. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Oh, I've got um, Luis Bermudez in the comments and he's saying music education is essential to shape our future society. Yes. It's rewarding to see young people like Francisco lend their efforts to improve this area. I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> Luis was that. my, uh, my, uh, my English teacher. So I, I owe a lot to him too, as, as I, you know, I, I mean, living here of course helps, but you know, I came with, with a solid foundation and he's one of my, my teachers, uh, from Ecuador. So. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for, <laughs> Thank you for being here with us tonight. Yeah. Well, I want to jump into talking about, um, virtual choirs and bands. You're doing a lot of, um, work with the music team at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Long Beach. So tell us all about um, that group and the work you're doing with their virtual choirs. Yeah, so I I, I work as a music director for the uh, the Unitarian Church in in Long Beach. I I have been with them for about two almost three years now, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a great rewarding um, experience just to just to see um, you know volunteer singers. Uh, also step up and, and get out of their comfort zones. And, and almost, it's almost like some people, um, would choose not to engage with technology. It was actually a choice. They were like, no, I don't own a phone. I don't want no smartphones. <laughs> like, you know, I want to, like, you know, I want my paper. I want my, you know, my folder. And, uh, and, and so now everything is PDF and the Google Drive and record yourself. So it's like all this, new added things um, that I think it's it's being uh, the challenge and, and I'm just grateful to work with with volunteers that really uh, you know push further and 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 really you know have this idea that you're not doing this for yourself just just for yourself right it's it's about creating content for to inspire people to continue to um, you know offer that gift to each other. And, and singing, you know, and, and this virtual choirs is so interesting because you don't get to hear anyone else until everything is done and put together. And so it's such a, it's such an individual uh, experience of singing. And so it can be super challenging. I've, I've had, a, a, you know, most of my singers are, you know, okay, let's do it. And then some of them are like, you know, just, it, it's not fun anymore because I don't like the, you know, I don't like this, recording myself and hearing myself is like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it's, it's been interesting as a facilitator, you know, as a, as a coach, uh, you, you know, you must know too. It's like, it's hard because now there's, everything is recorded and you have to really get comfortable with your own voice. 
Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I want to jump into kind of the nuts and bolts in the process behind how you, you know, put a song together. Um, but I, I just want to say, you know, your comments about that, that's so true. That's really something I hadn't thought about too much is in virtual choirs, normally these groups are together and the whole aspect of community and togetherness is such a huge part of being in a choir, you know, in a choir, you are blending. It's all about unifying uh, many voices into one. And that has got to be a daunting task for the singers in a group like that who aren't ordinarily soloist or, you know, kind of venturing out and doing something on their own because I know here in my own private recording studio, it's intimidating for me being here. And this is what, you know, what I do for a living. So I can imagine somebody who's a more, you know, at a hobbyist level with things like this and it, you know, recording and doing things like that's got, got to be really intimidating for them. But, you know, I think it's, it's amazing though, when people will embrace that and, um, you know, try, step out of their comfort zones and do something. And and I think it's important for them to know that their peers and others that are getting to enjoy the music are so inspired by that, you know, and the yeah. world really needs to hear our voices more, more than now, more than ever, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think that the, the whole um, idea of, of, you know, I, I'm doing this again. Um, this is most of this process of recording is not fun, mm -hmm. but when I get to see myself and when I get to hear my voice with others and in a video and, and, you know, I've, I've gotten better at like editing video too. So, you know, it's not just like stationary, but you know, we have a band as well. So, you know, mixing that in. So it's just all, all it's being, I think that everybody looks forward to the final project. And, you know, if it was only for the sake of recording yourself and having fun, you know, especially with um, uh, um, a community choir, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a little harder. I direct a choir at, in college. And so that's a little different, right? It, I mean, you, you make it a, a teachable. They're there to learn from you right. in, in a, you know, in, in, a, in that way. So mm -hmm. it's, it's actually kind of cool to, to uh, learn those skills. But when you're, you know, you're retired and you're just singing for fun, it's like, you know, you got to make it exciting. So that's been, that's been cool. It's been really uh, inspiring to see uh, everyone just kind of hop on the train and be like, yeah, everyone's doing it and we're doing it too. And this is awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Well, walk me through what your process is. So, you know, are you putting band tracks together and then sending them out to the choir? How are you teaching them their individual parts? How are you keeping them in sync with one another? How, how does that whole process run for you? Yes, it's being a learning curve. I mean, yeah. nobody taught me how to do this. I kind of figure it out as, we, as I went. Um, and, and, you know, I was just looking at our YouTube channel, uh, the UUCLB music in, in YouTube. And, and I was just checking our first songs. And you can definitely see a, a, a learning curve. You know, the, the first one was like a little excerpt of Set Me as a Seal, which is this beautiful, like, choral song, but it's so, it's, it's pretty long. And we just did the first verse. It was literally maybe a minute of music and so, or less than that. And so um, the way it works is I have a piano accompanist who records the piano track and then I record all the voices. So I, I use Logic as a, as a DAW or, you know, digital workstation. 
and I record myself singing from soprano alto, like if there's splits. So I did, I do all the recording. So I have a version um, of just me singing the song. Okay. And then, and then what I do is I start, um, I start mixing reference tracks, which is, you know, putting the soprano on your, uh, so everybody gets their part on their right ear and the rest of the, the choir on their left ear. ear. Oh, kind of to mimic the, the fact that you're singing not just your part, um, but you're also, you can, you can hear if you want to, you know, put both headphones, you hear your part really loud, and then the left, you know, the other, the bass, and, you know, so that you can blend a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that seems, seems to work really well. And then, so I, I send, that's the first part, right? Just recording and mixing the reference tracks putting them on Google Drive and sending them a link to access mm -hmm. them. And then and then it comes the the hard part, which is then in rehearsals um, through Zoom, <laughs> you explain the parts, you go over, you know, any tricky spots, um, you know, anything. What's cool is that anything that they miss is it's fixable. But it's also more work in the in the post production part, right? The edit, the editing, all everything, making sure everything is synced. Uh, so we've established the clapping at the beginning, so I can see the wave just go boom, and so and the videos too. So in my process, I when I get all the videos, then I um, I mix that first. So I edit them, I make sure everything is everyone's in sync, and then I mix it, um, and then I have like a rough mix. And then I use that on Final Cut Pro to edit the videos to that uh, final final audio. So it's it's a whole process. I mean, it takes hours. It, yeah. I I don't know how I was doing it at the beginning. I was doing two videos a week for at least three months. We did that. Wow. And then of course we burned out, <laughs> yeah. and we had to like you know bring it back. We <laughs> we we do one or two a month. And, and now it's more, we're thinking, you know, it, it went from like just quantity, let's do it, let's keep people engaged and, and create content uh, to now it's a little more structured and organized. And it's like, okay, we have our next big challenge is Bohemian Rhapsody. So we're like, okay, wow. I'm gonna take our time. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's just fun. I think that they've, they've, they've come to a place where it's actually enjoyable. And I've come to also understand what are the things that I can do as a director to facilitate that um, those tracks or, you know, sometimes I do a conducting track and I'm actually conducting with mm -hmm. the reference track that they hear that way they know where to cut, you know, yeah. or um, there's, there's a couple of groups uh, of people that are selling, um, they sell a package of songs. So you pay, you know, 50 bucks and you, you get all the legwork. So you get the reference tracks, you get, you know all the videos so so you just mix them you know yeah so well, there's different ways for, yeah yeah, yeah there it's a pretty good business i think everyone's doing it yeah so. it is that's that's yeah. very innovative um tell me about what that's been like coaching the singers through this process as far as like all right here's the technology you need to set up at home here's how you what you need to listen through and uh you know because every room sounds different every device creates a different sound what are the guidelines that you've established for them you know we try to be very inclusive in this work and it's mm -hmm. been really hard to to really live 
um, and and you know and and really make everything so in inclusive in this way, which is a very exclusive. You you need internet, <laughs> and, and you know just simple things that you just assume that everybody has, and it really is is kind of ableist to think that everybody has this, so it might have, you don't you don't have to worry about it. It so as a as a director, I try to be very aware of that, and so trying to make it every you know if you don't have this then there's this option so just giving options 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 but ideally you would you want um, a phone like a smartphone and most people have a phone that can record video um and so you know just having a little phone and just making it in you know selfie mode so you can look at what's going on hitting record and then pressing play and reading your music right mm -hmm. um so in the coaching, you you focus a lot on on that aspect, you know, and something so like you, we say simple and you know it's generational. A lot of generations know Google Drive, you know, really easily. They've been using Dropbox for so long, so it's just transitioning yeah. into a Google thing. But for some, it's like, okay, what <laughs> what is that? Like, so I open it, but so how do I save it? And if I so it, you know, so it's a little confusing. So just going through all of that, the process of making everything available for everyone. So yeah, I, I think that the the it's it's evolved, right? At the beginning, it was all about just explaining how you need to wear headphones, for instance. It's like you know, because I need your voice when you mm -hmm. record yourself. I need only your voice and all those little details that you don't think about. You know, you're, you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna press play and sync to it. Right. And so I started getting, you know, some some tracks that had the back, you know, the reference track, I could hear the piano really loud. And so I couldn't mix their voices. So, but you know, somehow we made it, we made it work. And, and now it's, it's a little easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll bless you for being so patient. And so, <laughs> and so willing, you know, willing to walk them through it. Um, you made a great point about what we kind of take for granted, especially as musicians or, you know, um, just individuals who are, you know, blessed with certain privileges or whatever, or, um, mm -hmm. you know, we've got internet or we've already got gear at home. Um, you know, we've got a smartphone or whatever. Um, one thing that really was eye opening for me was earlier in quarantine, I had attended the, um, Nats, virtual conventions, the National Association of Teachers of Singing, mm -hmm. and they were having heavy discussions on how are we going to equip students to do any of this? Because it's very easy for us to say, okay, we'll just have the kids, you know, get their iPads out and uh, jump onto Zoom and, um, you know, we'll have them get a USB mic or, you know, something like that. <clears throat> but you really have to remember that there are so many out there that they don't have any of these devices. They don't have internet. Uh -huh. You yeah. know, so there, there are, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling or, or, you know, missing out on these things. So it's, it's, it is important, you know, for everyone not to take for granted these things that, you know, we already have. And um, it's, man, it's a challenge. It really, really is. Absolutely. And it was a national challenge. If you just think about education period, you know, yes. just making sure that everybody had a laptop, everybody had internet, 
you know, providing hotspots, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that it was, it was one of the things that showed up immediately of, okay, let's, you know, let's make it work. And I think that a lot of, of, of big companies help with that. And I, and I applaud that, mm-hmm. that they use that, um, you know, their, their, their power and their privilege, as you said, yes. to, to help and to really help this time. You know, it's like, we've always mm-hmm. dreamed of free internet or like the dream of like everyone having a device or whatever, or being connected. Um, but, you know, now it had to, or, or the other option was complete disconnection. And so, uh, like I said, a lot of, a lot of my singers were not doing a technology by, by choice and they had to make different choices and that must have been really hard for them. But, you know, it's, it's, it becomes this, this, okay. Or, you know, I create community now or like socialize in a way in, in this weird way, but at least there's something, you know, zoom <laughs> yeah. or I just don't do any of that at all. And so, uh, it kind of forced some people to, to change. Yeah. So it's, um, so I, I always, kind of try to acknowledge the fact that it, it has been rough and it is hard. And for some people more than others, you know, for some of my singers are like, Oh, my life hasn't really changed. Cause I'm always home. I work from home. I don't really like people and I don't really like going out. So <laughs> this is great, you know? And, yeah. and then some people it's like, no, they're, they're really struggling. You know, all our extroverts there, you know, it's like, yeah. ah, how, do, how do I live with myself right now? I know that's so true. Well, you've done a phenomenal job pulling the group together. I, Mm -hmm. this week I I looked at the, um, the YouTube channel, um, for the, for the church and the virtual choirs. And I looked first at the most recent, um, song that you had posted, which I think was the, um, the holiday medley. Oh yeah. 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 And I thought listening to it, I'm like, wow, this is, this is really tight. You know, everybody's together. The harmonies were like on point and it sounded um, Mm -hmm. amazing. And so then I, then I went back to the earliest ones, which were also good, but starting at the earliest one and kind of working towards the, you know, most recent one, you can see, (laughs) you know, how much of an improvement and how much tighter things are. And you can see that, you know, there must've been so many big lessons learned (laughs) along the way. Oh yes, (laughs) absolutely. And you also become quicker, you know, you become faster at at some, some tasks of uh, some tasks take you shorter so you can focus more on, and you, you make choices of what to focus more. I've decided to, you know, nowadays I, I don't spend a lot of time fixing every individual voice, but I, you know, I have little tricks of how to quantize, you know, so that everybody is doing it to a click. So everybody, so I can get everyone to like, you know, quantize it and make it a little tighter. Um, definitely technology helps. <laughs> so my, my singers, they always joke, they're like, okay, well, you know, people are going to get used to hearing us like this. And when they come see us, you know, live, it's going to be different <laughs> because you can add reverb as if you're in like a cathedral, you know, right. and our church is like, you know, it's a humble space. So it's like, but it's cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome to, to be making history like that um, with a group of singers that are, uh, you know, just offering their voices and talents to each other in that way. I mean, it's, we did not have a YouTube channel until this happened. So um, it's just, you know, now we can look back. It's like, Oh, 2020, you have all these videos, you know, you have, and, and music too, that is, it's, it's meant something to everyone. You know, I, I, we make a point to 
you know, choosing songs that are inclusive, like I said, that are, you know, have universal messages of, of, uh, of hope and love. And so mm -hmm. it's just, uh, It's just really, really beautiful to see all of that. And if you see, check out the YouTube channel, there's also our contemporary band. Uh, mm -hmm. We call them, they call themselves the Wilder Spirits. And um, it's just great to see, you know, great, great songs and, you know, great people too. So yeah, I'm really grateful for that, for my, for my work there. Well, very cool. It seems like an amazing group. Um, that's funny that you said that, you know, it'll be a different thing once they're back kind of live doing it. And I think, you know, for a lot of people who participate in um, church choir and bands and everything, you have your your one or two services, you know, that you get to sing or play out live um, and then it's over. But in this virtual setting, all this content's being created um, that you now have to share, you know, um, with a lot more people, friends, family get to see you, which they ordinarily wouldn't get to do. And I think that's right. a really cool experience for a lot of people too. They've, they've never heard themselves recorded before, or they've never had something that they could show others. And um, I think that's, that's a cool experience. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I, I didn't think about that, but you know, I, I have, I have a lot of um, choir members that, you know, they love sharing Uh, like you said, it's just like, you know, it's, they're proud of the work that they do. And it's also beautiful to be able to share that with more people than the people that just show up on a Sunday or, you know, or in the case of a, of a college choir, you know, you really just play for each other or sing for each other, or, you know, when you have a recital, that's it. But to be able to create content that can be shared globally, you know, in an Instagram page or, you know, or in YouTube and, and then, being able to see, you know, those, those, that's rewarding, you know, as a performer, you know, especially if you're studying performance right now, you know, all of you kids are there that are like, you know, it's, it's hard and I get it, but it's cool too, to be honing that talent that, that the, the, you know, the recording part, really working on your own voice. Um, and then also the opportunity of collaboration. I mean, look at us. I mean, I, You know, we, we got connected through a mutual friend and here we are, you know, doing something, uh, you know, we haven't met before. And, and you know, and, and it's just beautiful to see those um, as opportunities yeah. to to work with anyone. And, and, you know, I always say like songwriters, like just go out there and find someone to collaborate. Everyone is doing it. And, and now everyone is more accessible, too. So, mm -hmm. you know, just knock some doors and, and get some songs done because the world needs that. Yeah, I love that. Definitely. Um, I'm, I'm seeing some comments about um, asking to share the name of the YouTube channel or how they can find that YouTube channel. Oh, yes. Um, so let me get I maybe there's a way that we I can send you the link and you can share it. But uh, if you go on YouTube and you just put UUCLB, UU as Unitarian Universalist Church C um, of Long Beach. So UUCLB. Uh, and you can put UCLB choir or UCLB music, um, you'll be able to find our, 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 our channel. It's called UCLB music. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, before we went live, you had mentioned that there's a song debuting tonight. Is that for the church or is that for a different project? Yeah, that is for the church. Um, the church is premiering our, vi our video uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water by Paul Simon 
And it's uh, yeah, it's a cool collaboration. We did it with a pianist and a drummer um, and our 10 awesome singers um, uh, for that specific song. And it, it's just been, you know, I, I, I try to use some of those things from YouTube that you can premiere and schedule it for later. So we get a lot of people, you know, we did a, a Christmas concert too, and that was premiered. So yeah, so all, that's going to be available in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Yay. So, so right after we jump out off here, make sure you go to YouTube and check that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very cool. Look forward to seeing that. Um, and I'll definitely share out a link too. Um, so everybody awesome. can see it if they're joining us after the fact, but, um, all right, well, so tell me what is going on, um, with you as an individual artist, what sorts of things are you working on now? And, and what, uh, what are your plans for the future as things continually progress and conditions better? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, 2020 was a lot of, um, just kind of, it, it kind of caught us all of off guard, you know, in, in, you know, not just uh, like creatively, but also in our homes and, and professionally and just having to just juggle with all these different changes. Um, and so that was also an opportunity for me to kind of, you know, step away and, and see what, what are the priorities? What are the things that I, I really um, look forward to doing when, the world opens up again. Mm -hmm. And then also just right now when, when things are, are, are still, you know, not looking <laughs> very promising, hopefully the vaccine gets to our, our homes soon. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in that process, I just r realized that I haven't written music in a long time. Uh, I've done a lot of collaborations. I, I, th and that's really my passion. You know, I, I, I do some beatboxing and some like bass singing. And so I've done a lot of that for different groups. I, I write backgrounds, vocals for some uh, artists in, in Ecuador, in my, in my hometown. And so all of that is, is kind of like creative, but it's, it, 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 I'm still missing that. Like, okay, what's, you know, after all this, you know, maybe five years or four years that I haven't really sat down and wrote a, a, a song, like what, what's coming, what's going to come out? You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to making that time for myself. So I think that, you know, this might be the year where I release um, either an EP or uh, a few singles. Um, I, I, you know, I, as an artist, you continue to evolve and there's, there's times, you know, I, I wrote, um, I, I have an album, um, it, it's on my website right now, but it's an album that I wrote for um, my, you know, just from my heart for like all, uh, you know, for my, my background as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's an album for God. And so I, you know, it's, it's this album that's available. And that was the last thing that I did. And it kind of was like, just, you know, closing that chapter and, and moving on with all just being grateful for all that, you know, base of, of just belief and faith um, and, and having that close to my heart. Um, so, I, I mean, it's it, there's just so many different directions that it can go. But definitely I, I am a believer of, uh, you know, like Bobby McFerrin says, you know, it's, it's this redeeming redeeming music, you know, music that can uplift people. And that's definitely something that 
I keep close to my heart. And, you know, my message may be more universal now as, as not so specific to us, you know, a specific group of people, but just, um, just talking about universal topics, you know, like love and hope and, um, and just the struggle that we've on with and, and coming out of on the other side, you know, with a better and brighter light. So, yeah. Well, that's yeah. definitely, that's a timeless message, I would say. Mm -hmm. So um, when was that project? When was that, that last project that you had released? Yeah, so I released this album in 2017. So that was in, in March of 2017. Mm -hmm. um, and I wrote this this music and, and this was a year after I had gone um, to Viña del Mar, which, which is kind of like the Eurovision um, like version of, of South America. So, or, mm -hmm. you know, or Latin America. So, um, I went there with an artist, Paulina Aguirre, and, and we won this, this songwriting competition with her. And, and that was so cool. And it kind of reignited that, that flame of like, okay, like, you know, performance and writing music. So I, I finished up that project the next year and I released it in Ecuador. I got a great, you know, we toured four different cities. And I always try to mix my performance career with uh, workshops because I just love working with with singers. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, and so I, I I did some workshops and I also um, you know toured with a with a band in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that's that's that was three or four years ago. So I'm it's it's time to yeah. see what's what's come out what comes out in that. Oh. Original projects are a huge undertaking. There's so mm -hmm. much that goes into them and just, and it's not just uh, resources wise. It's about the physical, mental, spiritual energy that it takes, uh, the creative energy that it takes to put something like that together. And so um, I assure yeah. you that your most recent project was much more recent than my most recent projects. <laughs> and it's because when I think about it, I'm like, uh, I'm not sure that I have that in me right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is. It, that's why like collaborating just seems like, okay, we're, we're, we're sharing this weight, you know, it's not just yeah. me. And it's also, you know, a, a matter of like keeping each other accountable, which is such a great thing to do when you collaborate with someone. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why that's like more appealing, I think. And that's where I've been, not hiding, but more, you know, just for more, my attention has been more, yeah. let's, let's do this for you. Or, you know, you have this, let me add my, you know, my voices to it and see, you know, if you like it. So that's, yeah. that's been kind of the premise. <laughs> yeah. Well, where in the space that you're in now, describe to me what your, ideal future album would be like what what would be what stylistically would it be like what kind of instrumentation uh i don't know what would the vibe of it be would it be singles would it be a full album if if resources were unlimited to you and if if certain musicians were unlimited right <laughs> <laughs> um let's see so I have a strong passion for acapella music and, and, you know, in my background, I, I, I got to sing with Bye McFerrin, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Okay. And, um, it, it was an, an amazing opportunity when I was in Boston in school. And so, you know, just, just getting that improvisation and circle singing and, and that like wordless music, you know, music without words, just kind of sounds, 
um, and just inviting the audience to be a part of the music making, not just music listening. Um, in, in that process, it's, I, I think that that's something that I've always wanted to kind of explore more and see what I can do with, with my language, um, you know, doing it in Spanish, you know, using, I speak some Portuguese too, so using that as well. And, and seeing what comes out in, in, in a, in a setting of improvisation and like heavy vocal production. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's definitely like where I see it. Uh, I, I, I also have envisioned it with some percussion. So like, you know, mute percussion from all over the world, you know, having some tablas and, and, and some, you know, djembes and, and mixing it with, with different rhythms. Um, so I think that that's, that's like, you know, if if I could just choose one thing, I would definitely, you know, get all of the singers and all, all kinds of instruments and, and rhythms from everywhere and just kind of adding my 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 little touch to it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I also have this like overdue promise to myself that I wanted to uh, release like a, a pop ballad. You know, okay. um, I have written a lot of uh, ballads for, you know, for other people. And, and, and I have some songs that I've written, you know, so I, it's just a matter of getting them done. So I think that that's the, that's the next, the next step. I, I think it'll be a mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or maybe both, you know, you never, you never know, just, it could yeah. be both. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Have you thought about, um, for you as an artist, what is, what is that impact that like deep inside you always hope you're making with your music, whether it's cover music or it's, you know, your own original stuff. I'm always interested to hear this because like, for example, um, one artist that I recently had on um, Johnny Tarr, he says with his music, he likes to make people dance. That's that's Mm. the feeling he is trying to, you know, um, evoke there. Right. Um, for me personally, um, I love, I love to make people cry for me. That tells me that people are having an experience, you know, they're, or they're Mm. feeling inspired or they're, or it's tapping into some kind of emotion for you. Um, have you thought about what that is for you? Yeah. Um, I think there, there's, there's maybe a couple of things, but the one that, that stands out to me is maybe, um, like feeling uh like the it's it's like um when you when you hear a song that's done a cappella and you don't really notice that it's only voices until someone tells you or you know like what happened with don't worry be happy like a lot of people think first that it's a it's a bob marley song (laughs) that's funny (laughs) um and it's even on youtube like millions of hits and it says bob marley and it's actually bobby mcferring and but it's a song too that you never would never think like oh there's no instruments like that's Mm -hmm. and and so you listen back as as a you know as a person you're like oh that that's really cool i did not know that it was just him going to go and like like all and everything is just vocal so i have a strong um just passion for vocal music and as a as a singer and as an educator that's you know everyone who knows me knows this and um and so i think that that's one of the just sharing that passion sharing that passion for acapella music and and maybe getting that reaction you know maybe getting that like oh wow this is just voices like that's crazy you know 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Kind of like releasing some shock and awe on them or kind of showing them yeah. what, the, what the human voice is capable of doing. That's, that's very cool. Oh, ah, yeah. I love it. Well, I hope you get to create your dream album. In the